You're listening to the PBE Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You don't want to miss any great audio content from the pro baseball experience. Now let's get on with today's show. Welcome back, and thank you for joining me. My name is Ernie Harwell, all-star catcher for the Maui Makos, and once a state college steed. Stay tuned for today's episode of PBE Motown. Hi, Ernie Harwell here, all-star catcher for the Maui Makos. Just to remind you that the $5 footlong orchard chicken salad Sub is back, packed with juicy chicken, sweet apples, tart cranberries, and crunchy, delicious celery. It's a bushel of flavor on freshly baked bread. Here for a limited time, Subway, eat fresh. It's been just over a month since my last podcast, and I want to apologize for all the devoted fans Uh Life gets in the way, and I have money, so it uh, the podcast has mainly been a money generator for me in the PBE. Uh, I've enjoyed doing it, and it's been good money, so I will not be spending months between podcasts for long. Um, I do enjoy it. I am amazed at any comments that come up that anyone would listen to this that's not also being paid by the head office to grade it but um uh been very i've been very busy for the last really two years i don't know how i've kept up uh my tpe pace but um i'm hoping as time does uh go on i'll have more time to devote and maybe one day have half a decent podcast so i appreciate you tuning in and let's get on with the show. Hi, it's all-star catcher Ernie Harwell here. Whenever I feel like a sweaty slob, there's one assurance that gives me peace of mind. Deodorant. Just one wipe under each armpit, and I'm good to go for days. Heck, I don't even need a shower for one week. That's how good this shiz is. As... This season comes to an end. Uh, Maui has made a decision to rebuild, which I think is a wise one when I think back. I know we're in a rebuild, but I think he's using some of the pieces of the first rebuild to rebuild back better. That's a term. Um, So as of now, I have one, two, three five trades that Maui has made uh, during the last part of of this season. Uh, We have traded away some great players that we missed. We traded away Papa Freddy to Providence for a first and a third. We traded away uh, starting pitcher Walrus, relief pitcher Carlos Crashwagon and first baseman Alfred 
to Outer Banks for a first and two seconds. Uh, we made a trade with Detroit, uh, which I don't have any notes here. We made a trade with Providence. Providence gets two third round picks. Maui gets Xenophon Echimedides. That may be, I have to look into him, uh, maybe for his age and it might be part of the rebuild. It could be because we traded away pitchers and needed somebody desperately. Um, we also traded Cancun to Maui. Cancun gets Maui's first, and Maui receives Dirk Diglett. And Dirk Diglett's been a pretty good player for us. I know he pitched a one nothing shutout recently so he has uh some potential there so anyways maui is in the rebuild of the rebuild all right at the time of this recording we are in starting week four of the season our power rankings are out this is as of a Monday, Indianapolis at 16, Sarasota at 15 are both 24 and 27 points. Uh, Outer Banks is 14, Maui is 13, Buffalo 12, New Orleans 11, Boise 10, to, and that kind of ends at second tier. <clears throat> From the bottom up, uh, Outer Banks has 40, Boise has 74. I guess that's uh, too wide of a spread. Uh, But Boise, New Orleans, Buffalo, all within 10 points. Maui and Outer Banks. Maui's kind of hovering in between the two. Uh, So kind of like in their own tier of purgatory as well as Outer Banks. We have like five tiers at the bottom here. Uh, let's let's go back to the top and see if we have wh- where our tiers are at. Uh, Seattle's number one, 148. They're more than 10 points above New York, so I put them in their own tier. New York is eight above Providence, and Providence is three above San Antonio. I would say that New York, Providence, San Antonio tier then you have obviously Nashville at 115, Death Valley 114, Cancun 111. They appear to be in a tier. In Vancouver, Detroit, both 97 appear to be in a tier. The rain in Spain falls mainly in the plains. All right, taking a look at the standings. Again, we are 78 games into the season. So this is a really good picture of playoff teams. Uh, I want to say there's really no doubt uh, who the playoff teams will be. Just a slight doubt over in the Champions Conference. First of all, in the Legends Conference East, New York's gone 7-3 and in their last 10, but have still fallen a game, have... But Providence has closed the gap by one game, going 8-2. and two. 
Providence is two games back in New York. Buffalo and Outer Banks are a mile behind. Buffalo is 27 games back. Outer Banks, 39. Over in the Legends Conference West, where Maui resides, uh, it has not moved in the last 10 games because every team is 5-5, five and five, which really shows something because Maui dealed away a lot of their best players and now we're still 5-5, five and five, haven't lost a step, so to speak. Anyways, over in the Legends Conference West, although there hasn't been any movement in the last 10 games, San Antonio remains in the top spot, Vancouver's 10 games back, Boise 20 games back, and Maui 26 games back. For the wild card, Providence has a healthy 11-game lead. Providence is the second playoff team, wildcard playoff team. Boise is 10 games back of them, followed by everyone else. Buffalo 14, Maui 16, Outer Banks 26 games back. Over in the Champions Conference, in the East, uh, Nashville has extended their lead by one game over Detroit, going 7-3. and three. Detroit 6-4 and four in the last 10. Uh, Nashville's 50 wins. Detroit is eight games back at 42 wins. There's no competition from Sarasota and Indy, who are more than 30 games back each. Over in the West, uh, which is the new competitive division. We have Seattle in, going in the last 10, extending their lead by two games. They now six, have 60 wins over Death Valley at 50. Uh, that's because Seattle went 10-0. and They're on a 10-game win streak. Uh, uh, Death Valley, 10 games back, followed by Cancun and New Orleans. Uh, for that playoff race uh, for that wild card, Death Valley is up three games. Cancun ha- is holding on to that final playoff spot. Detroit is racing. They're still five games back. They have not c- made up any ground in Cancun, both going six and four in their last ten games. Uh, back from Detroit, there's really no chance. New Orleans. 13 games back, Sarasota, Indy, over 30 games back, respectively. Hi, this is all-star catcher Ernie Harwell. Whoever said that a smell could bring you back a flood of memories was certainly right. Whenever I use pine saw in my home, I'm brought back to visiting my grandmother as a little girl. (laughs) She always kept her house smelling fresh. I have pine saw to thank for that. Well, uh, talking to RGM, he feels that uh, the salary cap might be coming down in the next couple of years. He bases that on the f- on what he said was there are a lot of season twenty four players, and they're expecting a lot of retirements. Uh, I didn't ask why that would affect the the. Salary cap, but 
um, it does apparently. So uh, taking a look at season 34 coming up, who's in position for uh, to get some free agents and to sign some players in the future. Take a look. Looking at the salary caps moving forward, we're going to look at this as an aspiring GM might be concerned. Uh, so uh, this year, see, I don't know if if anyone knows, is there any benefit to not hitting the max? Now I realize there's a penalty if you go over the max. Um, that would be uh, where are the penalty one? If you're at over 128, you lose. That's a soft cap hit, and you forfeit. Uh, you get this notes of. You forfeit a third round pick if you're between two and a half and five million. You forfeit a second round pick if you're between five and seven million over. You forfeit a second and a third. And if you're the hard cap is from seven and a half to ten million, you lose a first and a third, which means you can't go over one thirty eight. But is there any reason to not get to that one twenty eight number? Uh, so a couple teams are just shy of it, so it might just be uh, lazy accounting, not putting numbers, or it could be trades that happened and they lost salary. Who knows? Uh, at this season's juncture, teams that are under the cap, Boise, Buffalo, Indy, Maui, New Orleans, right at 128. Outer Banks are 10 under, Sarasota, and Vancouver. Uh, for, for those teams, uh, Van, I want to say Vancouver might be the best at, who's the most wins out of those teams? It'd be Vancouver, Boise's not bad. Um, so definitely the teams that are winning over the cap. You got Cancun at 47 wins, Detroit 42 wins, Death Valley over the cap 50 wins, Nashville over the cap 60 wins, New York Voyagers over the cap 156 wins, uh, Providence over the cap 54 wins, San Antonio 53, Seattle 60. Are there any teams over the cap that aren't having winning seasons? So, no, that's maybe something to tell you. Use your money, go over the cap when you need to, give up those draft picks, especially the, we're talking uh, penalty one. I think uh, penalty one, just losing a third-round pick. I mean, a lot of times you guys don't even, the GMs don't even use that third-round pick. Uh, so looking at the cap for this season, it's pretty much done. Maui's at 
So with season 33 in the books, we have identified that all the teams that are over the soft cap have winning records. It doesn't pay much to go right up to the 128 mark. Those teams vary from 14 to 43 wins. Four, and 43 wins is really the... Uh, the exception. Give me a second here. I'm going to equal that. I'm going to get you the average wins of teams that are under the cap. Includes Buffalo and Boise. And so Vancouver, Sarasota, uh, Sarasota, Outer Banks, New Orleans, Maui, Indy, Buffalo, and Boise. Was that nine teams? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams. Half the league are under the cap. They're averaging 26 wins. The teams over the cap Seattle, Sarasota, Providence, Voyagers, Nashville, Death Valley, Motor City, and Cancun. Oh boy, they, the other eight teams, they're averaging 52 and a quarter, three quarter, uh, a difference of almost 20, twice the wins. So under the cap, under the cap, 26 wins, over the cap, 52 wins. Uh, let's get how much salary cap is being spent all right and so the teams that are over the cap are averaging 133 million a year. That is a second and a third round pick being lost. Uh, but they're winning twice as many games. I mean, come on, gotta get that. I guess you gotta spend wisely. Don't know if any, you know, just spending your money isn't gonna be it. I know that. And. I guess that's where the if you were happen to stumble on this podcast and you're a GM, you already know that it's easy to spend the money. You just got to spend it wisely is the hard part. But I'm I guess I'm curious why there's no teams over the cap that didn't make the the playoffs. So let's see what we can find digging a little deeper. Hi, I just want to remind you, headaches we all get them. We all wish they'd go away, 
There is a solution, Excedrin. I just take two and there's no more tension, no more throbbing, no more pain. My headache is completely gone. All right. So I'm looking at season 34, 35, and 36. There is money that's already been spent. Uh, I assume these teams are going to spend up to their limits. Uh, having said that, some teams have already uh, put money, committed money. For instance, uh, Maui next year has $74 million committed. That's less than average. Um, that's fine. They That just means that they've got about 50-some million to spend. Granted, as I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the podcast, the salary cap might be coming down. Don't know. So anyways, uh, let's take a look at those teams that are winning. Are they... Is their, is their salary cap remaining high through the next three years, season 34, 35, and 36? Do they have inflated salaries? So uh, I want to do one quick calculation before I talk. Oops. All right. So, in a short answer, no. Uh, teams that are spending now are not necessarily committed to giant payrolls in the future. Having said that, I I always know there's teams that are trying to dump salary, things like that. Uh, but on average, so let's take a look at our eight teams. That's Vancouver, Sarasota. These are eight teams that did not go over the cap. Boise, Buffalo, Indy, Maui, New Orleans, Outer Banks, Sarasota, and Vancouver. For the next three years, season 34, 35, and 36, on average, so for next year, they're spending on average $80 million already committed per team. $81 million per team. Uh, for the playoff teams... And the teams that are over, and remember, there is a clear distinction between teams that are winning and not. They went over the cap, understandably. Uh, the teams that are winning versus teams that are losing. Next year, losers, average payroll, 81. Winners, 100. So on average, they still have room for paying. Season 35, the losers, average payroll, 52. Winners, 71. And for season 36, losers, average payroll, 38.5. Winners, average payroll, 56. Now, why is that important? Well, you have twice the wins. Remember, the losers on average average 26 wins per game, per season, and the winners average 52. That is exactly twice the wins for a meager $8 million on average, they spent more, all of it over the cap. Uh, to get twice the wins, and it looks like they, I mean, not all of them are in the same position, but uh, 
they're not spending twice the amount or going deep into the hard cap penalty. Uh, let's take a look at some of the teams. First, doom and gloom, teams that did not make the playoffs but are overspending, are committed to overspending in the future. So we're going to look at season 30. Uh, let's take a look at season 34 next season. The average for the losing team is 81. So who is spending more than 81 and are already losing and have committed more than most? Uh, Buffalo is at 84. New Orleans has committed 98 million. And Vancouver has committed 102 million. Now, granted, those two teams I mentioned are on the on the fringe. Vancouver's got 43 wins, New Orleans, 34 wins. Those are of the losers. Those are the most competitive. Some of the most competitive losing teams. As for the losing teams, who is in the best position? Who has the lowest cap number? Uh, Uh, let's see. I, I was distracted because uh, Cancun is a winner, but next year's cap is like super low for them. I don't know what they're. They just got a bunch of contracts coming off. Uh, let's see. Uh, for the who's in a good salary position of the losers, I would say Indy is the winner. Uh, Maui at 74 is also under the cap for next year, under the average spent. For next year's winners, who's in the best position? Uh, I said Cancun is in a fantastic position next year. They're at 65. The average winning team is spending 100 already, so they're at 65% of that. Uh, Who else is in a good position? Uh, Nashville, always prudent. New York is only at 80. That's a good number. They're, New York is at 80. The average is 100. So New York and Cancun are looking good for salary cap. Who knows who they're losing off their perils. Of the winning teams who is most committed to next year, the average salary being 100, uh, payroll being 100, you got Seattle at 131, Sarasota, no, San Antonio at 133, and Detroit at 125. So those three teams are top-heavy moving forward. Um, looking into the horizon for the average salaries committed out till season 36 teams that have the most money committed for the next for the next this year and the next 3 you have Detroit is averaging 101 million San Antonio averaging 112 million and the winner or loser is Seattle averaging 118 million now keep in mind of those teams Seattle has 60 wins this year so if you're going to take their win total and divide it into what they're spending, they are spending about $2 million per win. But 
Is that good or bad? Well, let's take a look at our dollars per win. And as expected, there's some ugliness. Let me just make that right so I can see it. So, who is spending the most money per win? Well, it's actually one of the lowest payroll teams. Indianapolis, with 14 wins, is paying $4.8 million a win. Sarasota, at 15 wins, is paying $4.5 million per win. If I wanted to see who... Always check out Maui. Maui's at 2.1. Let's see, what is the average... What's the average amount people are paying per win? So the average is 2.4. So... That's what I wanted. Okay. Nope, that's not what I wanted. I want to do it this way. So it looks better. So let's take a look here. Who is who's beating and who's lagging here? Um So certainly, oh, gotta move everything over. So Cancun is uh, only averaging one point three million a win. So they're winning and they're cheap. Death Valley is winning on the cheap. Nashville always prudent, winning on the cheap. New York winning on the cheap. Though all those teams are playoff teams, they're winning on the cheap. Uh, some of the other teams that are um, beating the average—that's uh, cost to win, dollars per win. Uh, Vancouver is winning. Seattle's winning. Sarah, uh, San Antonio is winning. Providence winning. New York. In Nashville, winning. Maui is winning, I'm happy to say. Death Valley. Detroit is just winning. They're, they're almost the average team. And Cancun is winning, along with Boise slightly. So those are your teams, how they're paying their money out and what they're getting for it. <clears throat> This could all change drastically depending on if they move the salary cap in or out. Thanks for listening. If you are not yet a member of PBE and would like to learn more, visit us online at www.probaseballexperience.jcink.net.